0: Good morning. Welcome to Convocation. My name is Ted Most. I'm a senior with majors in history and English. And I'm here to introduce our speaker today. Steve Noll is a Goshen alumnus and he earned his uh, master's and doctorate degrees at uh, University of Notre Dame. He's taught here for the last 12 years. Um, and written several books, mostly on Mennonite and Amish themes, uh, including the award-winning Amish Grace with um, Donald Crable and David Weaver-Zerker, which you might have heard of. Um, Within the history department, he's known for his encyclopedic knowledge. In fact, uh, it's a diversion at some history department functions to try to stump Steve at American history trivia. If we delved into American immigration history and American Anabaptist history, we would have no chance. Um, Though this is only the third semester that both Steve and I have been on campus, uh, I'm currently enrolled in my third Steve class, so that seems like a a pretty good uh, indicator of his quality as a lecturer. Uh, Please help me welcome my professor and mentor, Steve Nolte.
1: Hi, good morning. Um, Excuse me, are are you a Mennonite? I got this question often when I was in college, actually in a couple different ways. Uh, Most directly that way, excuse me, but are you a Mennonite? During summers, when as a college student in the summer I went home to eastern Pennsylvania and worked in a visitor center in which there were thousands of tourists uh, and hundreds each day with whom I interacted, who usually were looking for an Amish person, but not being able to find one of them, would settle for me, and wanted to know if I was a Mennonite. They asked lots of questions. Uh, some were some kind of basic things that we had to get out of the way, like um, what actually does the word Mennonite mean? Is it, does it involve knights? Are these men, oh, knights? Or what is the connection here? Are, Are Mennonites perhaps uh, devoted to deodorant, um, or one of one of my favorites was uh, someone who came into the the place where I worked, which also had a book publishing uh, concern, and they had heard this person had heard about a book uh, about three Mennonite poets, and were interested in in finding out about this book, and it turned out the poetry wasn't what this person had in mind, and they they were they were disappointed. I'm not making this up. This is um, when when you work with the general public, truth is stranger than fiction. But not not to leave anyone hanging here. While we we'll, we'll get to this later, but um, just to be clear, the name uh, Mennonite uh, comes from the name Menno Simons, who was a 16th century uh, European church leader. So that's where the name uh, comes from. But apart from the um, uh, some of these uh, humorous encounters that I, I had and answers to the question, are you a Mennonite? Um, the questions were, were sincere and genuine, people who were trying to understand someone else's faith and by extension their own at some level, who they were, how they related to other people who were different from them, trying to connect with someone or something that was, that was different and uh, understand. And I enjoyed the opportunity to interact with people who were not Mennonite, and to learn from them, and learn from them uh, what it might mean for me to be a a Mennonite. Questions uh, about why Mennonites don't participate in the military. Do Mennonites believe that Jesus is divine? Why do some Mennonites dress distinctively? And, And on and on. During these same years, I also received a variation on this question, are you a Mennonite, while I was a student here at Goshen College. And in this form, the question um, made me more uncomfortable, especially during my first year here. It was really mostly my first year here in the mid-80s. I was asked many times some version of, uh, Nolt, is that a Mennonite name? The question was often, often, was often also sincere, someone trying to make a connection with me, but they weren't able to because they had never heard of my name. And that wasn't a surprise. I suppose I learned later that I was only the second person with the name of Nault to graduate from Goshen College in 100 years. And the first person was a woman who married and changed her name. And the way alumni directories were done at that time, her Nolt name was completely obscured. So as far as anyone was concerned, I was the only uh, Nault around. Um, on top of that, I didn't know anyone when I came here. I didn't have any relatives here. I had no cousins no one else from my, from my church. Uh, I didn't have any ethnic connections, which was one of the reasons I found the question, Nolt, are you a Mennonite? So irritating. I tried to resist the impression that despite the fact that I was a baptized member of a Mennonite church, I maybe wasn't really Mennonite enough because I didn't have a surname that people here recognized. But as I faced the question again and again and again, the conclusion was harder to reach. With tourists, I had been uh, asked to speak for all Mennonites. And now, a few months later, it seemed like maybe I shouldn't be speaking as a Mennonite at all. So the question, who are the Mennonites, I think is worth considering from a number of of, uh, different angles. For uh, some of you, um, you've never heard of Mennonites uh, until you came to Goshen College, and you've had a few weeks or a few years to try to figure it out, and maybe you're still puzzling over it. For others, you uh, are members of Mennonite churches, and perhaps you are proudly Mennonite, perhaps you are a questioning Mennonite, perhaps you grew up in a Mennonite uh, family attending a Mennonite church, and now you're not sure what that means Uh, for you personally. Maybe, like me, you thought you were a Mennonite, but since arriving uh, at college, you realize not everyone shares your assumptions about what a Mennonite is. Let's uh, take a few minutes to watch a recently produced film uh, entitled, Who are the Mennonites? Uh, It includes a recent GC alum, uh, Hannah Esch, and uh, I want to return to this question then and uh, think about what is Mennonite and what is uh, Mennonite here at uh, at, at GC and what that might mean for the rest of us. So let's um, sum up briefly uh, from this film. What, um, what, who are Mennonites? Mennonites are Christians who share a particular tradition. Okay. Uh, Mennonites are Christians who share a particular tradition, a particular way of understanding a Christian life. The central problem, Mennonites would say, a uh, humanity's central problem is not lack of finances or education or power, although these are all important issues in our world that um, need to be, inequality of which needs to be uh, addressed. But the central problem, is that we offend one another and offend God. From the beginning of time, human beings, both as individuals and groups, have offended God and each other through arrogance, self-centeredness, disobedience, and violence. We break relationships with God, with each other, with ourselves, and with creation. The message of the Bible, most fundamentally, through the life example of Jesus, is that While we were doing these things, while we were acting in offensive and destructive ways, God was seeking reconciliation with us. Our invitation from God is to accept that reconciliation and in turn, to extend Jesus' ministry of peace and reconciliation to others. And like Jesus, not to wait until after others have decided to be nice to us, but even while they may still be acting in ways that make it seem like they are our enemies. Through this kind of double vision, we see conflict and enemies both realistically, for what they are, dangerous enemies, we have enemies, but also that our enemies, through the eyes of Christ, are people with whom we and God are seeking to be reconciled. And so we don't respond with defensive violence or aggressive hostility, but with creativity and compassion in love. So Mennonites believe that Jesus, in this sense, is uh, the center of our faith. Mennonites also believe that God calls us not simply to believe in or about Jesus, but to follow Jesus in, as I said, actively working for peace and reconciliation and that the church community that emerges out of this reconciliation is our primary identity and our primary community, and that the church demands a higher allegiance than any other community, be that the nation state, a political party, racial privilege, or a professional class. So embracing a Mennonite version of Christian faith doesn't rely on your last name or your home community. As the film rightly said, most Mennonites today uh, don't live in North America and an increasing number in North America aren't of uh, European um, Mennonite background historically. In Asia, Africa, and Latin America, uh, Anabaptist Christians, perhaps better than Mennonites elsewhere or here, recognize that the church's ministry of reconciliation is not just something that's nice to talk about, but it's essential for uh, all of our survival. Well, what does this Mennonite identity mean for Goshen College as a college? Uh, we're not a church. We are a college. Uh, some might say, well, it's a Mennonite college because there are a lot of Mennonites here, or because we have some organizations and institutions on campus that have Mennonite in their name. And that's, those are, are all uh, true. Um, if we look at the numbers, these are numbers of uh, full-time students from last year from the registrar's office. We see that there are a lot of Mennonites here, but we see that there are also a lot of other folks here. Um, These numbers may or may not surprise you, but um, we have uh, a wide range of um, Christian and other world faith uh, traditions represented here on campus. Goshen is a Mennonite college not just because there are a lot of Mennonites here, in fact not primarily because there are a lot of Mennonites here, but because um, Mennonite convictions in many ways permeate the way the campus is run, the way our curriculum has been established, and um, uh, the, the influences that uh, shape this place. You're all familiar with uh, the theme piece by piece and the way in which uh, our majors and programs are seeking to work for uh, peaceful change in, in all avenues of life. I'll suggest two other ways that you might see Mennonite convictions on campus that you may not have, uh, have thought of. Um, Mennonite convictions have implications for our curriculum. Uh, Mennonites believe, as, as you've heard, in um, faith in action. That faith is not just about what you believe but about what you do. And that influences how we think about education and our curriculum more broadly. Many Christian educators have long argued that we think our way into new actions. We transform our living by thinking. But Mennonites have traditionally said that education transforms thinking by living. That is, we think and believe. What we think and believe grows out of what we do. And that's why, for example, our curriculum includes the study service term and the expectation that students spend a semester domestically or internationally living, working, and often simply uh, being in a new environment. That is a form of education. This week on service day, uh, service is not a a break from school, but schooling in a different way. Um, Another example, Mennonites are concerned to keep Jesus at the center of our lives and the church as our primary community, and that leads to some distinctive Mennonite discussions and sometimes debates and even arguments on campus. The past two years, there was an intense debate about whether to play the national anthem on campus. Now, not all Mennonites, not to mention others, agreed as to the merits of playing the national anthem, and actually, I don't think there's a single Mennonite position on that question, but it was a distinctly Mennonite debate. If the church is the primary allegiance, and if the church is open to all, what is the relationship of something like a national anthem on this uh, on this campus? Mennonites are concerned about things that vie for ultimate allegiance, um, and Mennonites might disagree about whether playing the national anthem uh, symbolized a commitment to nation over God, but everyone agreed that uh, This was really a debate about the church and not just an argument about a song. That's why people cared so deeply and debated so passionately. When some observers said, well, what's the big deal? It's just a song. I heard Mennonites on all sides of the issue saying, it's not a song, we're talking about the church. Something that was more important. If you're here and you aren't a Mennonite and you find yourself listening to or participating to a debate on campus, that doesn't quite seem to make sense to you and you think you might have accidentally wandered into a distinctly Mennonite debate that isn't being very transparent, challenge the Mennonites around you to articulate what it is that they care so much about. Why does this particular issue, whatever it is, mean so much to them? Where might you see Mennonite values in the local community? Um, This week you may hear people on campus talking about a relief sale which can be kind of confusing why there would be, what what relief is there in a sale or what does that mean? Uh, but this weekend uh, nearby at the Elkhart County Fairgrounds, there will be a large auction Friday evening and Saturday morning, uh, a sale, an auction to raise money for an organization called Mennonite Central Committee. Mennonites, sometimes thoughtlessly refer to this by the acronym MCC, thoughtlessly because they forget that many people don't know what MCC means, but it stands for Mennonite Central Committee. This is an organization that works uh, locally and internationally, somewhat like the Red Cross, I suppose if if you're unfamiliar with um, Mennonite Central Committee, that might be something to to compare it with. Um, Works in relief and development and peace work around the world and in in the US. The uh, relief sale, that's always held this weekend in September, uh, raises about $350,000 for the work of Mennonite Central Committee. And everyone's welcome to attend, and if you are invited to the relief sale, don't uh, not go just because you don't know what a relief sale is. Uh, it, It may be something that you will enjoy. There are also a number of service agencies in our community that have emerged from uh, Mennonite convictions. There are many of these, but I'll give one example because it's one that um, many of you may uh, or already or will have um, uh, a connection with in your time here at Goshen College. Um, this is the, uh, a community mental health center in Goshen that is known as Oaklawn. This was started by Mennonite conscientious objectors who during World War II, instead of participating in the military, performed alternative civilian service, serving their country in ways outside of military channels. They worked in understaffed psychiatric hospitals, which especially in the 1940s were often more like prisons than uh, places for uh, healing. And when the war was over, they said, well, we shouldn't just be serving because there was a war. Christ calls us to serve at all times. And so they returned home, and in a number of communities, including Goshen, established community mental health centers seeking to provide quality care and reduce stigma associated with mental illness. So some of us have made uses of the services at Oakland, um, and many of you will, if you're in nursing or social work or psychology, will do rotations or internships there. It's a a program in our community that's a rather direct outgrowth of Mennonite pacifist convictions. Mennonite peace convictions don't just mean not going to war, they can also mean serving others positively through uh, an an agency like uh, Oakland. I'd like to also share three dilemmas that Mennonites face, and uh, particularly for those of you who aren't um, Mennonite, to let you know that there, these are uh, three problems that Mennonites have. You've probably already noticed that Mennonites have a lot of problems uh, and you probably can pick those out uh, more readily than, than uh, some Mennonites can. Um, but I'll just mention uh, three of those and mention these also for Mennonites in the audience to think about and continue the conversation. One dilemma that Mennonites have that flows directly from their core conviction is that because Mennonites believe that um, faith must be acted out in concrete ways, that Christianity is practical and is lived in daily life, that almost inevitably ends up producing particular patterns of behavior. That is, Mennonites are concerned about abstract belief, but they're mostly concerned about how people live in a day-to-day way. Well, the way we live in a day-to-day way is often called ethnicity. And so Mennonites, in rejecting the union of church and state, have sometimes ended up creating a union of church and culture, something that is often more apparent to people around Mennonites than to Mennonites themselves. Now, I should make it clear, I don't think ethnicity is a bad thing. I think uh, a sense of, of group identity, ethnic identity, is a necessary thing for individual identity and integrity for everyone. But although ethnic culture perhaps can support faith, it can't be a substitute for faith, it can't be a stand-in for faith, and negotiating that balance is something that um, some Mennonites, particularly white Mennonites in North America, have sometimes had difficulty balancing. Second, um, Mennonites value individual choice, the choice for faith, adult baptism, separation of church and state. These are all things that come out of a conviction that, um, that individual choice is important. And yet individual choice for Mennonites is most importantly the choice to choose to join a community, a community in which the individual is not the most important thing. And so Mennonites face a tension between individual choice and community discernment, between uh, individual conviction and community standards. And Mennonites have not always done well in negotiating that tension. Sometimes Mennonites have produced rather stifling community, and sometimes in reaction to that, uh, Mennonites have uh, reacted with a sort of individualism that doesn't lead to much of anywhere. Third, Mennonites, as the film has emphasized, and uh, as I have now said several times, uh, Mennonites value an active faith. But sometimes, Mennonites, again particularly uh, white North American Mennonites, um, have not always balanced that active faith with a need for reflection and worship. Mennonites want to express their faith in practical ways, serving others, living simply, making peace in all its forms. Uh, And those are all good things, but sometimes for Mennonites they can become ends in themselves. And severed from their spiritual roots, um, those practices lack life. Mennonites believe that imitating Jesus means serving others and making peace, but as Bob Yoder and others have reminded us on this campus, imitating Jesus also means uh, looking to those times when Jesus took time to pray and worship and reflect. Mennonites' active faith can sometimes ignore the contemplative and worshiping side of faith. In different but complementary ways, I think our Roman Catholic and Pentecostal friends on this campus and in the community can remind Mennonites not to lose sight of the value of worship and contemplation and reflection as we go about a life of faith and action. So are you a Mennonite? For those of you who um, claim Mennonite faith, I hope you will be able to answer that question with a conviction uh, and not just your last name, whether it's Nolt or something else. And if you are not Mennonite, Uh, I hope that you, during your time at Goshen College, will um, explore Mennonite convictions and also um, help Mennonites live their convictions more faithfully. That's not your only purpose if you're uh, on this campus and not Mennonite. You're not just here to make Mennonites better Mennonites, but I hope that's one of the things that you do. Uh, I um, have something in my office that people sometimes ask about. Why do I what what is this object in my office? Is just because I'm a historian who likes old dusty things and need old dusty things sitting on my desk. That's part of the reason. Um, the other reason is that this is uh, an item from my family. So in that sense, it represents ethnicity. It's a religious item, represents church, but um, it's a Lutheran infant baptismal certificate from 1825. I keep it in my office for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is it reminds me that there are a lot of people on this campus who are not. Uh, Mennonites who don't share uh, my convictions. Uh, It also is a reminder to me that there are people in my own family who uh, didn't share my convictions. That someone somewhere along the line made a choice to be Mennonite in the same way that I did, but that others are making other uh, choices as well. I invite you in the semester that uh, that is uh, now unfolding and perhaps this week uh, on service day or in other opportunities that you have this semester to deepen your faith, to explore questions of faith, to ask people, are you a Mennonite or are you a Baptist or are you Buddhist, to listen to the answers and to uh, engage in um, conversation, learning and um, um, community with one another around these important issues, thank you.